What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ned Simone. You are tuning in to What's the Word, where we implement one mic, one voice. Me and Shania met in Spanish class, correct? Yes. So, mind you, like, when I'm going into Spanish class, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to talk to somebody in order to pass this. So, Shania was very sweet, always had a a sweet spirit, and we just kind of click and connect. So, I'm just going to let Shania introduce herself today. Well, hello, everybody. Once again, my name is Shania McClooney. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am a journalism and mass communication student, Crosby Kid. <laughs> and my concentration is my concentration is in mass media production. Um, I am a very active student. I, I guess I can describe myself as I can describe myself as, but. Um, I'm in NCNW, I'm in Queen City Aggies, I serve as the Chief of Staff in Queen City Aggies, um, I serve as the Second Vice President of NCNW, and I have the pleasure of running my own business called Sugary Virgin Hair. So that's just a little bit about me, and occasionally um, I do like to write, you know, I feel like I'm a very creative spirit, so anything in the art realm I can do, so... That's just a little bit about me. Yeah, definitely. I would say you're very creative, even when it comes to like the way you dress. Like I always admire the way you dress. That's another reason why I said, "Oh yeah, this is my type of girl." In class, time <laughs> I seen Shania, you were sharp. You know how people be like, "Sharp." You were sharp, girl. Every time I see, you, I'm like, "Dang, it's a regular day." I never, I never seen you in sweatpants. Never. That you have my mom to thank because she would never in her life let me walk out the house with sweats and um, or slides. So like I think that was just embedded into my brain, and I'm just like, okay, well I'm not wearing those, or if I wear sweats today, nobody gonna see me today. Yeah, that's what's up though. But it, it like I feel like it kind of goes with your whole aura. Like this is me. Like not really. I really hate to say image, but kind of like your image as well. Like it kind of goes with your personality and who you are as a person because you be fly. That's, that's one thing I've been meaning to tell you. You be fly, girl. You be fly. You be out doing me. Girl, but, you be dressing up too. Don't be doing that. Do not be giving me all the credit here. Girl, I try. I try. I try. You know I try. <laughs> but y'all, y'all know that we always do announcements on the episode. So, the first announcement is Whitney Houston and Biggie Smalls got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And to me, just the, I'm glad they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, but I just feel like, why does it have to take to their dead? You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to be deceased for them to get credit or to be in a certain Hall of Fame or to get an award or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel yeah. like, why can't we just congratulate people while they're here on, them, on Earth? That's how I always look at it. But 
props to them. Um, we all know that uh, rap artist King Von um, passed away recently. Um, I want to send condolences to his family and friends. Um, that was very sad. It was very sad. And um, ending off on a good note, Two Chains released Quarantine Thick featuring Mulatto, and he will be soon re- releasing an album. So we should stay tuned for that. I know he posted today um, his album cover, and it was him. I would say like twelve or thirteen. He said most of the time, most people usually um, post himself as a baby. Like we know that um, Kodak Black did it, B Smalls did it, um, I think Nas did it. A couple other rappers did it when they was just you know they posted their baby picture, but never really posted their picture as like preteen or whatever teenager so I guess he wants to be different so those are all the announcements I have for this week so this week's topic is um called surviving college undergrad um yeah because I I feel like college is one of those things that you're so excited to get into or to go to but once you get there you're like whoa shit I was not expecting this so I just want to dedicate this to my um seniors this year I know COVID has been crazy and even my seniors from last year I know COVID has been crazy and y'all haven't really gotten the experience that we have gotten you know since we've been in school so I just want to kind of dedicate this to the seniors because I know a lot of people are listening and for college students too because we all go through it so um kind of give us some background about yourself I know that you kind of you know gave us a background what you're involved in where you're from but how did you get like hmm, let me see how I'm gonna phrase this question what inspires you to kind of get into journalism mass communications? Because honestly, that's a fact that I just learned about you, honestly. I don't know why I thought you was a different major. But like, what inspires you to get into journalism mass communications and your concentration? Well, first, first and foremost, I was in a different major before. I was a speech pathology major. And then I ended up switching my major sophomore year spring, I believe. But um, I ended up switching to journalism mass communication uh, because I have hopes and dreams of becoming a filmmaker and producer. That's something a lot of people don't know about me. Everybody is, when they see me, they uh, say, you know, like you said, they look at my clothes, they're like, oh, I thought you was a fashion major or something like that. But no, um, I inspired to work within the film industry, the entertainment industry, or even the gaming industry as a writer. That's always been my passion. And I think it's a big misconception when people enter journalism, mass communication, everybody assumes that um, all of these students just wants to be journalists or, you know, just be a reporter or something. But honestly, I believe that our department gives up the, gives us the skills to be successful in any of the fields past journalism or reporting. It's not just limited to going on TV and going on CNN and stuff like that or your local news channels. It's, it's way more than that. And I chose mass media production because um, it honestly gives you a lot of skills in several areas. Like I personally wasn't really interested in radio, but um, when I started learning all the technical 
um, the technical things like audio and stuff, I really got into it because audio editing is kind of fun to me. And I might sound like a little geek or whatever, but I enjoy it. But definitely want to enter into the entertainment industry. So, yeah, just just, I hope I didn't say too, too much. No, 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 no. That's crazy because... I tell people all the time, once, you know, orientation when I came here to NT, I wasn't declared under journalism, mass communications, and especially my concentration PR. I was in IT. But once I seen the math and the requirements and the curriculum guide, I said, oh, that's another thing, students. Please look at the curriculum guide. Because if you know those classes are not for you and you're the type of student that may be stronger in English than math or math than English, please, either you're going to stick through it and do what you got to do, or are you just going to switch your major? For me, I switched my major. But, um, yeah, I feel like Crosby is, a like, a wonderful um, college and um, department here at NT. Um, I love it. Like you said, like, and you have um, access to different, you know, avenues within the journalism mm-hmm. um, major. So that was cool to know about you, because I never knew that. I never yeah. knew. That's what's up, though. But I can really see you. I can really see you doing it. Thank you. Thank you. So when, so we all know, like I said, stated earlier, when you first um, think of college, I know when I really thought of college, I thought of a different world, how everything was set up, you know, and a lot of things I didn't catch on to or grasp the concept of until I got to college. And then I was like, okay, the different terms and stuff like that, like the RA. I'm like, who is that? Like, maybe that's just... I don't even know who it is, but once I got to college, I kind of understood what the RA was. So, like, um, kind of give me three things or like three words. Um, like when you heard the um the term like undergrad, what did you think or college? In three words, how can you describe it? A place to college before you got into college. Before I got to college, just mm-hmm. three things to describe how. Like my interpretation of college. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, give me one second. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. It was some noise in the background. Well, I can edit this out, so you good. Okay, thank you. But the three things when I thought about undergrad and college was first of all. Uh, graduating summa cum laude, mm. summa cum laude, or graduating summa cum laude. Um, I was already already thinking about A&T, so I was thinking about Jiho, so parties. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I was thinking about was, I hate to say this, but guys, <laughs> the guys. <laughs> we being very transparent. Um, I would say for me, I thought of freedom. Definitely. I had freedom. Shout out to my mom. I had freedom, but it's just a different freedom once you come to college. Freedom. Um, I would say freedom and free time put together. Definitely Jiho, because I feel like it's a different experience once you're a student, when you're not a student, and when you're alumni. Um, I would think the third thing would be See, I love food. So I was looking forward to the better food, you know, because when you were in high school, the pizza right. and all that, like, you just like, look, I'm over this shit. And at one point, I was like, 
I stopped going to lunch because I'm not going to continue to eat this stuff. This is terrible. Yeah, it the food was just disgusting. I think that's one thing that I would I honestly can't agree with you on. It was just really bad. I don't know if it's just North Carolina or if that's just all over that is bad like that. But when I got to college, I was thankful for uh, Fried Chicken Friday. <laughs> but but it's crazy how I, I became to get to a point um, now where I really wouldn't eat the calf here. I would never thought I would get to the point. But now it's just like, well, I'd rather not. You know, I'd rather just cook. I would have never thought I would come to college and want to cook all the time. But, hey, not saying I'm, you know, um, glad it's like chicken and waffles or nothing like that, you know. But <laughs> I tried to get that. So now that you are in college, whew, I'm going to spill out my chair. Ooh, be careful, girl. I got to be careful, girl. <laughs> so now that you are in college, how would you describe undergrad in three ways three words undergrad uh let's see networking mm. Mm. networking internship mm. and self-motivation or self-reliance mm. i think those are oh. good those things are good um for me i would say Growth, definitely the struggle. Mm-hmm. I would say net, networking, because networking is like a powerful piece of being in undergrad. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, college is not this. You ain't got to go to college." Yes, technically, you really don't have to go to college to pursue certain things in life. But I feel like college is an important piece. Yeah, and when when you're growing, you know what I'm saying. So, how do you how do you how can you picture yourself without college? How can you picture Shania without college if you didn't come to college? Shania without college would still be very introverted and probably not even doing this podcast. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be honest. I will say that um, without being here first of all I just would have been I wouldn't have been growing in any shape or form any any just anywhere where I need to be like um being here has opened my eyes to a lot of things like to some of the things that I need to work on um one of the things was just communication and actually trying to network with people like um that's just like something that was really huge that helped me out with my business and just even diving into a whole new major. Like I didn't know anybody in the major. I knew a lot of people was in it. And also, you know, just trying to make these connections so you can get in touch with people who can hook you up with internships and jobs and offers and stuff. So it's really important um, to have, I think that college is a great way for at least A&T, I can't speak for everybody else, but college and just A&T in general, it helps you with your communication skills. It actually forces you to be a force to be reckoned with, honestly, because if you go to A&T and you're an Aggie, you're, you're, you're bred different. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So that kind of brings me into my next question. What made you choose Auntie? And I guess you can kind of give the listeners um, the other universities that you applied to as well. Okay, so um, 
before I get into A&T, the universities that I did apply to was Tennessee State, Winston, ECU. Um, was there any other places that I did just apply to Wingate to just see how much money I was going to get. Um, but that was about it because I was art like I didn't have too many colleges that I wanted to go to. Um, it was honestly my top three was uh, ECU, Tennessee State, uh, Tennessee State, and um, Winston. Now, NCAT wasn't on that list because at the time I was a speech pathology major and I didn't know that they had my major, um, my major there. But when I toured and I got more information about it, like being on the campus and seeing how huge it was, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. And also just the energy that was around, like it was just people riding, it was students riding around in their cars, you know, yelling, Aggie pride. Just, yeah. I love the energy. And I knew that this was a place that I could, you know, meet new people and not only not be too far from home, but it was just the perfect place for me. So yeah. I just really fell in love with the people and the campus as a whole. I don't think there's any other place I'd rather be right now. Um, because yeah, it's A&T. So why would I choose anything else? <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Like that's one thing that that stands out about A&T. It feels like home. You know, like most campuses. Um, well, a lot of HBCUs are more so like I would classify it more so like in a circle versus like PWIs. PWIs, I feel like I'm more spread out, but um. I don't know, like, it just feels like home, like, even when it comes to sometimes, like, when campus was really popping, sometimes you'll see people on campus, hey, you know, and then some people, you know, some people just won't speak, but I, like, I never really walked the campus, even my first day, like, freshman year, I never walked the campus, and I was just, like, completely nervous, like, shoot, I feel like I was more nervous in high school than I was in college, and, yeah, it, it was, it was just different, like, the people, and just, especially in Crosby like I can't speak for like you know other majors and stuff but I feel like Crosby we are not really close but we're close when we need to be and mm-hmm. I just feel like it's just a family family oriented like I love it I love it how you can just like us perfectly yeah like, how we kind of just hit it off and we, hey girl, we just part the conversation with something the assignment. You know, <laughs> I, like I could do that at another university. Right. So and like you, you, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. And like you were saying, like with most PWIs, they're really spread out. Like some of my friends, they would have classes past 75 capacity. Mm-hmm. Like that would low key stress me out because it's just like, well, is there any way for me to get close to a, even close to the professor? Is there any way for me to get close to any of the students in the class? And that's what I like. Like AT is big, but depending on what class you have, you do have you can have a smaller class where you can get close to the students in there and even the professor. I think that's was one of the most important things for me too, because I like, you know, getting advice from my professors and actually knowing that they care like that. I think that's one thing that Auntie did a great job with for some professors, yeah. not all of them. Oh, but, yeah. but I've met some really great uh, women 
who are professors who have really actually motivated me to even change my major. So I can't do nothing but thank them for pushing me and believing in me. So mm-hmm. definitely. So do you feel like NT has molded you into the Sanaya that you are today? Oh, for sure. Um, NT has gotten me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And I think that was something I was failing to realize for a very long time. Like, I was just comfortable. Like, like for instance, when I was a speech path major, like, I was comfortable because I knew when I got out of college, I would make money and I could, you know, easily fly by these courses. But I think what uh, helped me realized was those professors when I was talking to them about journalism and stuff and my passion and what I want to do in life and they was just like go ahead and take it and when I got and when I finally changed my major it made me really uncomfortable but through that I had to network talk to people get to know people how can I better myself how can I perform how can I stand out and with that it just shaped me into a better Shania, a more vocal Shania. And that's really important. And, you know, communication, that's what helped mold me for sure is the communication and just really having that drive and passion to go after what you want to. So, and also just the students alone, like it's so many high achievers here, like, or and young people accomplishing things that, uh, you know, most people wouldn't. So, you know, I look up to that and I admire that and I'm glad I get to surround myself by, I mean, with those types of individuals. So every time I walk on ANT, it's, it's a constant motivation. Oh, you doing something? Yes. Yes. So you professor, yes, you got that A, you stand, you stand on top of your stuff. So yeah, ANT is a constant motivation for me. Yes. And just to piggyback off of you when you see, when you said, um, like just seeing other people, you know, doing great things. And, you know, even within your major, I know like it's really big when we get like, you know, a big break or, you know, a great opportunity is really big. Um, I I feel like it's even better because it's people that look like us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing for it to be like, you know, just our peers. But it's another thing for it to be like, you know, our peers that look just like us. It hits different. Like Sizzle said, it hits. It hits. It hits different. It hits different. And like that, I think being around like-minded people, especially in college, really, really. I know for me, I can't speak for everyone because, you know, everyone, like motivation drive is different. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like me, when I'm around someone who is on their grind, you know, doing the scholarships or trying to get internships, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be the lump on the log like, okay, well, I'm just going to let internship yeah. It makes me want to go harder. So that's one thing I will say about NT. Like, I don't know. I just speak so highly of NT because NT has opened many doors for me to be the person I am today or to be, even be in the position I am in today. So like, what I know when we come into college, we do not know everything that mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we should know when it comes to, you know, Dowdy, how to communicate with them, financial aid, especially. Um, mm-hmm. 
plans, all of that, you know, I don't feel like, well, you know, I can only speak for James B. Dudley High School, not trying to downgrade my high school, but <laughs> I feel like they right. should a little more when it came to certain things that we have to deal with now that we have to go through a hundred people in Dowdy just to get one question answered, you know, so what are some things that you did not know coming into college that you wish you would have known? I wish I would have known about internships and I wish I would have known that, you know, certain majors, you don't have to just, it's not just a stickler. You're not just stuck with one career. There's other avenues that you can do, but definitely internships. Um, unfortunately, I don't feel like my high school did a good job of educating its students about internships and the importance of, you know, resumes just simple stuff like that it would just would have been extremely helpful if I would have known about those things had I known about those things I think I would have secured an internship earlier and then also just going through the motions of constant denial from companies you know turning me down like that really kind of just broke me but I don't want to get off to something else but Honestly, just the importance of, you know, knowing how to talk to companies, knowing what company should I reach out to, you know, just little things like that. Because when I was a freshman and I heard about the career fair, I was just like, career fair? What is what is this? I, that must be something for juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. And I think what deterred me away from that was some people were just telling me, well, you're a freshman, so they're not going to hire you. But... I shouldn't have listened to stuff like that. I should have just went ahead and went because if I went, I would have had, you know, knowledge of how it would go, how, how it would flow. Maybe they would have called me back later on and they would have took a look at my resume, you know, and would have worked with me. But that's just something that I definitely um, tried to tell my my little mentee now, because I would, I don't want her walking in here you know, just, oh, I'll just go next year. I'll just go next year. I'll go next semester. No, we're going to get you right in together because I don't want you making the same mistakes that I did. So very important. Yes, I really do wish, um, and not just, you know, trying to just badger my high school, but I just feel like when it comes to, like, internships and really taking – uh, freshman year seriously not only with your grades but just what you really want to focus on with your career and your major what you really want to do and I know it's time because even with me I kind of have an idea of what I want to do because I want to be a host um of my own show of a show or a host on a red carpet that's kind of what I want to do and I want to write as well so it's just like I feel like like the freshman class, like, you know, I don't know if it's called a freshman seminar, but you know, the freshman like the orientation. Yeah. Like you remember the freshman class that we had to take, like it was yeah. um, doing freshman year. Like it was like a regular class. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have did more. So like, I feel like they should have broke us up depending on our major and kind of like really set us down. Okay. So if you're in journalism, we have three concentrations, boom, a multimedia, media, PR. So let me tell you what, 
jobs you can do or what you know path you can take within these concentrations you know what i'm saying i feel like it should have been more like that rather than um I, I honestly forgot what the class was about honestly i think it was more so like more so internal i don't know but i honestly forgot what the class was like but i wish it was more so a class that um helped us kind of like navigate where we want to go within our major because I feel like a lot of people are so used to you know nursing or um business um even with business you can go you know different routes um what's another one another major that's kind of common uh IT like you said computer science yeah I feel like um a lot of people are so used to, oh, even like education. People are so used to, you know, um, even with education, you can do a couple things with it. But versus journalism, you can do pretty much anything you want to. Um, you can even teach. So I just feel like they would have kind of like narrowed it down for us and kind of navigated us. Okay, so if you want to go down this route, you need to do this. You might want to take this class instead. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wish it was more so like this. So let's kind of give the world um, a little bit about the dorm experience. Because I know a lot of people are so excited to rush into the dorm. But, you know, hey, I'm in the dorm with my roommate. Ah. But mm-hmm. when you get there, you like, I am counting the days to when I move out because it's not where I want to stay. But some people like it. So kind of give the world like your experience in a dorm. My dorm experience, I can say it was pretty, overall, it was pretty good. I I didn't have to, well, I did have some complaints, but I'll get to that in a little bit. But as far as, like, my roommate, like, we went to high school together, um, but, and we didn't know each other like that, but we we decided to be roommates, and we actually got really close, and um, she's really doing so well for herself. I think us just being in a room together, it kind of just, we... I'm sorry. We really pushed ourselves to be better. Like we knew that we wanted to start a business. She had goals. I had goals too. And her name is um, Ariel Robinson. So shout out to my boo. But anyway, (laughs) um, my dorm experience was pretty good. We didn't, uh, me and my roommate, we never fell out. Um, We were always honest with each other. Um, Cleaning, we were clean. And, you know, we would have days where it would get dirty, but we were always on the same page and just, you know, hey, we need to clean up. Okay, let's clean up. Clean out the refrigerator. All right, let's go. Now, as far as everybody else, it seemed like the first day, or the first week, everybody hung out in the hallway. It was fun at first, but then everybody started doing their own thing and not, you know, chatting with each other. It was like um, our halls, we our halls was like split off. So like this, the right side was super close with each other. And then the left side, they were we were either super close with them or they just wasn't trying to, you know, talk to us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the bathrooms, that's when I really learned that everyone is not raised the is not raised the same. Mm-hmm. They don't they're not raised the same and they don't understand, you know, the simple simple etiquette rules, you know, of being a, a woman, a lady and just 
picking up behind yourself or rinsing after yourself, you know? It was just really, it was just disgusting. And it got so bad to one point on my particular floor, like I would just go all the way to the third floor and take a shower because I did not want to be bothered with the shenanigans. I was just like, uh, no. But that was when I was like at my last straw. I was just like, okay, I can't deal, I can't see no more of this stuff in the shower or the sink or the toilet. I'm over it. Like I cannot live like this anymore. So, so what dorm were you in? I was in Holland. Oh, you was in Holland. Mm-hmm. So I never really got the freshman dorm experience, and it's kind of like bittersweet. Every time, like, I because I was in the LLC program, sisters, so they moved um, to sweets. So I was in sweets F. So I was basically with sophomores on up. And that was, I think, that really kept me grounded in a sense and not so vulnerable and like just open to everybody because it was just like you know everybody kind of had like they said clicks they said people that they already talked to they already had a year in a college and it's just like me it kind of kept me a little bit more focused i do wish i was able to like you know connect more with my freshman class because i really don't know like even like when it comes to the president and stuff like that i really don't or miss junior i really don't and I wish I would have got to know, you know, more so my class. But I do feel you on the bathroom thing. Um, my roommate, she is like I like you said, phenomenal. Um, actually, I really originally wasn't supposed to room with her, but I needed a roommate. And she was like, "Hey, you know, let's room." And I was like, "Wow!" At first, I'm proud of myself because sometimes new things, I get this feeling. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a feeling like. I am scared. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. I think sometimes I get scared of the unknown. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. This is something new. Sometimes I just had to sit myself down like, Mia, we're going to try this. So cool. I tried it out and it went great. Like, that's one. It, I would do it again with her. And I would do it again. I don't know if I'll do it again with somebody else, but I would definitely do it again with her. Um, She was a sweet girl. And it just kind of worked. Like, I feel like sometimes with a quiet person and an outspoken person, it kind of works sometimes just depending on the individual. But um, I would say my experience was pretty good. Um, Like I said, I wish I would have got the experience of a freshman dorm, but I didn't want to be caught up in Barbie. No disrespect to the people. (laughs) But I did not want to be in Barbie. So, with your um, freshman year dorm experience, did Mm -hmm. it make you want to stay on campus or go off campus? Um, I definitely wasn't one of the people that was in a hurry to get off campus simply because I did not have a car. So, I was just like, um, how am I going to get back and forth to campus um, every day? And at the time, also, I I did not cook as much as I cook now. And I really didn't know how to cook back then either. So I probably would have been a hot mess in the kitchen. (laughs) But, um, you know, my experience in Holland, it didn't really make me want to move off campus that bad. I knew I wanted to stay because, of course, like I have, I am late getting up and getting dressed and stuff. It takes me hours to get ready. So I knew like, 
okay if I stay in because I ended up moving into Richmond Hall mm-hmm. um, but you know that worked out for me because it's just like I could wait up wait to the last minute to either get up or I just had enough time to get ready so I can get to my classes because it was just like a straight shot across all I had to do was walk through the student center and I'd be there to my classes but also it's just like I still wanted to meet new people and get to know new people as well because I had a habit of just sticking with my my hometown friends. And I really wanted to, you know, take a chance and step out of my comfort zone and get to know people, you know, even within Richmond Hall. But, um, you know, um, I just liked, I don't know, I just liked staying on campus. It was just very, I don't know, I was comfortable. Like, I just felt at home. As usual, I just felt at home. Like that was just my that was my space. I could if I wanted food, I go get food and come right back into my room. I don't gotta worry about finding no parking spot or nothing. And that was a lot of uh, that was one of the issues that my friends with cars were dealing with was like parking and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. I will I'm fine with walking and commuting. That's fine. Yes, and I feel you when it comes to like, you know, sticking with your hometown friends because I am a very comfortable person. Like, Mm -hmm. once I get comfortable with you, like friends, family, booze, all that, once I get comfortable with you, it is all she wrote. And, (laughs) um, you know, I'm glad I had my first year experience um with hometown friends last mm-hmm. when it came to uh apartment living so i moved off campus last year i don't regret it a lot of people do but i don't regret it um because i need space and i needed my own space but still be able to room with people you know what i'm saying so right. i couldn't do um i couldn't do the doubles no more and not saying i couldn't do nothing like richmond or you know but i just wanted the apartments down you know how it is when you think you're yeah. going to do something right <laughs> but um yes uh even though like even um this year my roommates i know them since freshman year but we never talked it was just like we would always see each other in passing and mm-hmm. um they're both from charlotte and yeah, we we haven't really we weren't close. No, we weren't close at all. But it was just like, hey, you know, y'all need a roommate. I need a roommate. So let's go ahead and make this happen. And that was probably like the best decision I've made. So needless to say, just when I think oh, I have a doubt, it just always turns out to work in my favor. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like branching off I really do encourage people whoever is listening please branch off please um just get to know people because you just never know who you may who you mean you may be me the next Spike Lee or you may be absolutely Beyonce you just don't know and and don't be so guarded be guarded because everyone is not for you but Mm -hmm. be guarded in a good way where people don't feel like okay well I can't talk to her because you got to get to know her and then now i I don't want to be known as that girl and some people want to be known as that i don't want to be known as oh you have to get to know nia for her to be cool i just want to be cool off the off gate because your personality shoot personality can get you into into doors that you never thought you could get into Mm -hmm. yeah so that's my little spill on that so (laughs) to uh you know 
moving on from dorm life and kind of going into social life. So how are you maintaining your social life now that COVID hit? So I know it's kind of hard, you know, being right there with your friends at the student center. So how are you managing that? Um, it's actually, it's not that difficult because like I only have, like I have a, I have a good amount of friends, but like my close group of friends is very tight knit and I prefer it to be that way. But, um, as far as social life, it's been kind of difficult to maintain because, um, during quarantine, I got very comfortable with just not texting anybody for a hot minute. I was just like really enjoying not only just being at home, but just having some me time. And I think that's something that I really needed. I, I didn't realize that I needed it that much, but having me time was like very important. So I really wasn't texting anybody in quarantine, but you know, eventually I got tired of that because I wanted to hang out with my friends and I didn't want to come off as a, a jerk and just ignoring everybody. Like, you know, so it's been okay. It's been okay. I just been texting and casually hanging out with my close group of friends who do live in Greensboro. But um, minus that, I mean, COVID is not the only thing affecting my social life. It's also just school mm. alone and just my business. Like I'm, I'm just way more busier than I usually am. And, you know, my close friends, they do understand that, but you will get those friends that's just like, really don't understand, like, you know, we're transitioning into adults. If not, we're already young adults. So mm. it's not like we just have ample amount of time to just sit in bed all day and text. Like we have stuff, things to do, things to right. like, it's always a new task for me every day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do try to create a schedule, you know, to allow me, allow myself to have free time to text my friends who I haven't had the chance to text yet. But um, it's still a work in progress. Cause you know, I am light skin. I am my skin color. I will not text back for like three or five days. So. <laughs> I feel it. And um, just to kind of piggyback uh, off of you when it comes to me time. And that's one thing I had to kind of learn. Because I have such a good heart. And sometimes I put people first or before me before I even know it. And, and it could, and it's just as simple as, okay, somebody needs me to do something right now, I jump and do it when I really can be doing something for me. And, and not even trying to sound selfish. But sometimes you put yourself first. And another thing that I kind of learned how to do during quarantine is to not be on social media as much. Because as a journalism major, I don't know if it's just journalism or I just like social media, I spend a lot of my time on social media. And just to think, sidebar, yesterday I was washing clothes. I switched, you know, the stuff from the washer to the dryer to the dryer to my bed. And I fixed me some noodles. I did that under five minutes. So I'm just like, okay, when you were talking about, like, you know, planning your day, mm -hmm. I need to start doing that. I, I feel like I will be more effective when it comes to my business, my podcast, and just being a little bit more organized. Um, if I really sat down and plan out my day, okay, from 9 to 10, I'm going to do this. From 12 to 1, I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if I'm more of a schedule, I'd be more effective. Not saying that I'm not doing anything, but I feel like 
um, being organized really helps you, especially in college, because you have a lot of stuff going on. You have your organization. You want to do stuff for you. You have a social life. You have work. You have projects. You have a lot. So it's a lot to maintain. So speaking of social life, when I just want to give the listeners a little taste of, you know, dating or getting to know whoever you're interested in and dating, like your partner or whatever. So how... How has that changed for you since high school? You know, meeting a guy and, you know, talking to them or just being able to be friends, which y'all like each other, or actually being friends, dating, and then leading up to boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, how has that been for you? Um, dating has been rough. <laughs> it has been rough. Um, I haven't had, I haven't been talking to anybody seriously since my freshman year and because it was just a really nasty breakup but through that breakup I realized what what the type of guy that I do want you know and I did learn some things I take everything as a lesson like you know it's not just f them it's just I, it's always something to take away from a situation and I think that's what a lot of people don't really realize they just try to quickly move on from it. But like, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I do, I do like sit down and reflect about things. So honestly it is, you know, it's all a breakup or just something that didn't work out. It's always just a learning lesson. But anyway, um, as far as dating, I currently, I'm not taking anybody seriously. I, I am open, but I will say for the listeners to go after somebody who's going to be understanding to what you already have going on in your life because um once again we're 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 coming into ourselves and we're adult we're young adults trying to make it in life and you know of course i'm gonna you're always gonna be my priority but at the same time we need to make sure that we have our other priorities in check first which Mm. is being successful, make sure we accomplish our personal goals and encouraging each other. So mm-hmm. as you know, I want it you I just I love for someone to encourage me and push me on and I'm gonna give that straight back to you. Like I love a guy who's passionate about what he got going on or what he wants to accomplish in life. Like I love that energy. Like mm-hmm. I wish it was more of that energy, but I cannot find it yet. <laughs> Definitely. And I can agree. And even when we were talking about, you know, making sure we are accomplishing our personal goals and not just taking a break. Oh, we're together. We're going to spend time together all the time. And I mean, I'm going to do a little bit of me. You're going to do a little bit of you. But it's kind of like we're stagnant and we, we're really not growing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, everyone is not meant to grow together. And some people are not meant to grow apart we don't know but i just feel like it's very difficult today in college um i do agree with the saying that you know women mature faster than men and you know yeah like when we're all trying to find ourselves it's hard even when you are just with your friends sometimes sometimes y'all split apart from when you first come in, came into college to when you graduate or in between in the midst of it um it becomes a lot when you're in a space where you're trying to find yourself, he's trying to find himself, your homegirl's trying to find yourself. It's just, it becomes a lot. But one thing college has taught me 
is it's levels to this. It's not high school. You know how high school you be like, oh, I think he cute. He think he cute. Yeah. Uh, cool, we together. Boom. We together, boyfriend, girlfriend. It's not stages. Like I feel like in college, it's like you have your friends. You you have your um, and I'm not just saying like friends, like you know, like your homegirl. I'm saying like um. Mm-hmm. When it comes up to leading to liking that person, I feel like it's a friend stage. I feel like it's a dating stage. And then I feel like it's a boyfriend and girlfriend stage. And I feel like a lot of people don't know the stages or they don't know how to differentiate the the stages. And that's when everyone is confused. Someone is at the friend stage. Someone is at the dating stage. Right. And um, just being able to communicate and understand that just like I have a lot of stuff going on and I want people to understand that person may have the same things going on and we have to meet each other in the middle. So dating in college, y'all, is not a walking apart. I will say that. But just to kind of wrap up our topic, um, did you have anything else you wanted to say on that topic, Shania? Um, let's see. Um don't feel crazy. I, I just thought I cut you off. I didn't want to cut no, you off. No, no, you didn't cut me off. Um, just one thing that I like to have in mind. Just let this word sink in. Consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. is very important. Period. Period. Consistency. <laughs> I felt that. So, um, speaking of, you know, relationships, how has your friendships um, helped you through your toughest days or your toughest time during your undergrad years so far? Ooh. I think they were very helpful during the time when I was going through my breakup freshman year because I was I was deeply in love. I don't want to say deeply. Well, I was deeply in love. I was madly in love. Like, I would do anything for that person. <laughs> but when we broke up, it just left me in a very dark place. And when I and when my friends, you know, I kind of did push them off because I'm the type of person where I just need to be alone, you know, for a little bit and to get myself together but when they were there for me that really meant a lot to me because it made me realize I can't let this breakup mess up what I got going on which is um oh so like uh like I was saying so when you know I was going through my breakup it was very rough and my friends when they were there for me uh it was very helpful because I knew that I had a shoulder to lean on and I had somebody to go to. And, you know, again, I try to put, I really do try to push people away because I do need my alone time. I do need my space, but knowing that someone is there to listen to me, it means a lot to me because I'm always feeling like the therapist of all of my friends, you know, I'm taking on all their, you know, hurt and pain all the time, which I don't mind because I'm just, that type of person. Like, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to feed you advice. But knowing that they could give that back to me and my time of need, it meant so much to me. And that has made my relationship with my close friends even stronger. So, And just, like you said, like, having those, the people there right next to you, like, even when it comes to your roommates, you know, people can't do this with, you know, Everyone, let me rephrase that. Everyone can't do this with their roommates, but I know I I can. Every year that I was in college, I could do this with my roommates. You know, just go in the living in the common area and just kind of vent. That that's something that we do now heavily. Um, now since COVID has hit, um, all we do is just talk. 
like what we want to do in life. And it's not always we sitting up talking about boys. Sometimes we're talking about, you know, what we want to do, what internship we want to apply for. Um, what assignment. Like it, it's just like the living area in Sebastian Corey, I'm not going to give out my whole address. <laughs> it's really been um, very impactful to me. So I would say like, friendships having friends and just having people that may not be your friend but a, a good peer really comes in handy really good so we're going to kind of wrap that topic up but we can't let shania go without her telling us a little bit about her business so kind of tell us how you got started and what made you want to get into the extension hair extension business so what made me want to get into the hair extension business was simply because I just thought of something one day. I'm just like, I wear nice weave all the time. Like, I, I, you know, I, I'm very big on quality of hair. And, you know, I've ran into a bunch of issues where, like, you know, I want good quality hair. But sometimes, you know, my money, you know, is not right all the time. So, you know, and I just thought one day, what if I start my own hair business I already knew prior knowledge of you know what it took to start one because at the uh like a couple years before like when I was in high school I have researched it a little bit but I didn't have enough money what I thought at least I didn't have enough money at the time but when I realized you really don't need that much money to get started so um freshman year in Holland Hall 210, second floor, I used, I took $300 and bought me a couple bundles and ended up starting Sugary Virgin Hair. And through that, I ended up making $3,000. So I ended up flipping my $300 to $3,000, which doesn't sound like a lot to some people, but that was a lot for me as a freshman, just yeah. getting that much money because, you know, I was just in the grocery store making $8 an hour. You know, it would take me forever to get up to $3,000. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also... I just was really happy to even be able to provide hair extensions, good hair extensions for women who have dealt with, you know, money problems, who still want to look good, you know, but have a certain budget to stay within. So I did want to be that woman to help them, you know, during that time, because I understand what I understand, you know, everybody don't got it like that. So. Right. You know, look good on a, a good budget. Period. <laughs> um, so how do you make sure your business stands out from other, um, you know, people who are selling hair extensions? Because I know it's a very, I wouldn't necessarily say competitive, but it's competitive yeah. in a sense. Because I know like everyone is doing just like what I'm in the lash industry and a lot of people are doing um, lashes. So how do you make um, your business kind of stand out? And you're absolutely right. Um, honestly, I would describe this industry, at least the hair industry, as very flooded. It's a very flooded industry, and it is competitive. But one thing that I do, uh, that I learned, you know, over over a year or so, is brand the importance of branding. So when I name myself, when I name my business, Sugary, I it was surrounded about. It was kind of 
like a play on words to my Instagram name Sugar Doll. And with sugary, it all it also reminded me of myself because I'm a sweet person. You know, when you think of sugar is sweet. So I wanted to be able to provide sweet customer service to all of the ladies that come to me. And um Another thing that I did with the idea of sugar and sweets is create packaging to reflect that and pop in colors. This all happened with my rebrand. So when I created my packaging, I wanted you to actually receive like a treat. So I wish I had one in front of me to show you, but when you receive one of our bundles, it's going to be in a package that looks like a piece of candy. And I felt like that packaging was like super unique. No one has done that yet, at least with bundles to my knowledge. So that's what I do. Like I want you to actually, actually receive a treat like this is your bundles you pay for this like enjoy this like this is your little delectable so that's what i do that's really cute that's really cute so kind to oh lord kind of give us um a time where you felt like okay well sales was a little slow this week or you know for a month or so or whatever the case may be um whatever obstacle that you faced with your business kind of give us um what did like what did you do to get yourself back motivated and saying okay I'm not gonna quit you know I put too much time and effort into my business to just quit um it's been a bunch of times when I wanted to quit and most recently was when COVID hit like I thought that was it for me I thought I was finished because I could not find I didn't want to risk getting COVID from receiving products from China because that's where my vendor is located but also it's just the matter of finding an affordable vendor who has good hair because I kept buying like samples and that adds up. I think I've spent almost like seven, six or $700 in samples alone, just testing different vendors. And I got frustrated because at the time I really did not have that much income coming in to be just dropping money like that. Mm -hmm. And then once I had found one, um, I ended up losing that one. And that happened like after my photo shoot, and I was like, what in the world? Because I was supposed to relaunch my business in July. But it just seemed like everything, it, July turned into September. And then September turned into October. And I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. But what kept me motivated is just knowing that, you know, I just got to be patient. Patience is everything. Patience, you know, everything's not going to work when you want it to. You just got to believe in God and stay and just pray. Really praying prayer is so important and you really just have to keep the faith because you know it might not happen when you want it to happen but it will happen mm -hmm. and even when I go months without getting a sale I know that you know my sales will come you know it's yeah. just you just have to stay consistent that's all it is and keep going that's true. that is so good consistent staying consistent as a business owner and just accepting the fact that Every week is not going to be a popping, booming week. And sometimes you're going to win some, sometimes you're going to lose some. Just like you said, you know, you bought plenty of samples. And just like me, because um, I'm going into, like, actually selling lashes. You know, I bought samples, and it was just like, okay, this is not good. You know, mm -hmm. it takes time. It's just not something that... It happens overnight, but literally it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just like you said, keeping the faith and really writing stuff down and watching it like manifest and right. really 
it teaches you patience as well um, and not wanting to get everything so quick. You know, some things are better when it's like waited out. So, mm-hmm. um, we're going to. Oh. Did, did I, I was just saying absolutely. We're going to get into our last segment of the show called What's the 411, which is what it is, what it ain't from our guests and our hosts. So usually we do a quote, but today we're going to do um, encouraging words. So um, what are some advice you would give people who are entering into college? Um, some words that I give to um, anyone who's entering college is simply have faith in yourself, have faith in yourself, believe in yourself, and never question your ability. Know that you are capable of anything. Don't be intimidated by a major or simply because you may not be that good at math, but when you get to college, that may change. You know, you just never know. But also, you know, don't uh, and also don't think about you know monetary value it's not always about money because you can always go work a job and make a ton of money but that might not make you happy walking in every day so really just go after what you want to do go after what's passion what you're passionate about because honestly you know when passion and work work combined together you can get you can end up making what you were going to make in that job and you know you just never know what's going to happen so really go after what you're passionate about uh, and never give up on yourself and also and just don't be stuck in your comfort zone get out of it that's the only way you're going to grow but just continue to believe in yourself because you got this you absolutely got this and God is not going to deter you to the wrong direction that was so good. That was good, Shania. One thing I will like leave the listeners, especially seniors entering into college, or just you know whoever's entering into college, I would tell them um, timing is everything. So how like you may see people, you know, getting this internship, this internship, and you really want one. It may not be your time yet. You know, just focus on your craft and also make a table for yourself. Like, um having a podcast um is really not an internship so and then i wanted to add my little jazz my little funk flavor to it so i created you know a table for myself or a platform for myself for me to really um display my passion so definitely um stay consistent in your craft like tonight said don't doubt yourself and timing is everything and know you just because your peer can do something or your roommate or your close friend or is able to just you know maybe do this differently than you know you if you are in your own lane you know you can't focus on what Ray Ray Keisha Kim whatever your friends are you can't focus on them when it's you versus you. Like I said, it's me versus me every day. You know, if sometimes we often want to blame, oh, the professor did this, my mama did this, my daddy did this, my friend did this. That's why I couldn't do it. You want to blame everyone else, but you never want to blame yourself. So have accountability for yourself. And 
yeah just just know you so that wraps up this week's episode I want to thank our lovely guest Shania for coming on my podcast and you know dropping some gems or whatever so you make sure you um, purchase some bundles for her Um, you can leave your Instagram and um, your contact page as well Thank you for having me, for sure. Like, I really enjoyed this. Minus the nervousness that I was feeling, you know, because it's my first time. But thank you so much for allowing me to share my platform, my business, on your platform, for sure. Because, yes. And make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Sugary Hair. And you can also um, sign up to join our email list and receive 20% off. So, period email. Thank you, Shania. Um, Listeners, make sure you tune in next week for another Flavor Friday.